0: Cynthia Hyatt.
1: Well, thank you for joining me today. I hope you are having a good Thursday. And I'm so glad when you are spending time and taking time out of your day to listen to the show either live or listening to it online. And thank you also so much for sharing the show with friends and family. You know, we really want Christians to be salt and light in the world. We want to be the healthiest people on the planet. We want to be the people that, that the rest of the world looks at and says, wow, why are they different? What do they have that I don't have? Why are their relationships working and mine aren't? So we really want to re- integrate and work on these issues, these these ideas, these concepts that we're presenting on the show. So thank you again for listening. And we are doing the new year this is the Happy New Year segment and we are wanting it to be a good year and I closed off yesterday really exhorting you about the fact that God causes all things all things to work together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes so part of the positioning of our thinking is reminding ourselves of that and so we, we left off yesterday with with this whole this is number 4 in our six things we are doing for the new year and that is managing my internal and external world. And and we want to integrate and practice you know the above the the above directives the you know the position of intention that we're doing it's you know we're we're really focusing on doing this position of intention. We're focusing on closing out the year and keeping it closed. Um, We're doing the creating new beginnings for myself and we're managing our internal world and external world. We're practicing living in love and we're not worrying. And we're really working on those things through the internal management of my world and the external management of what I can change and what I can't. And we do that in these five realms. The physical, the social, the intellectual. And we left off yesterday with the intellectual realm. And so the first two, the, the, the this is my external world, the physical and the social. And this is where the majority of resolutions are made. This is where we generally see incongruencies and, and conflict. And he, these areas... That, that this is where the internal world is manifested. As we talked about in the beginning, there's this ripple effect and it means if I'm trying to control my external world first, I'm hoping that it ripples inwardly and I'm doing things backwards when I do this and you're gonna get very tired and very discouraged. It's kind of like if I lose weight, then I will care about myself more. So I'm not gonna care about myself until I'm somebody that I can accept. It will never work. We have to start the other way around. We start with loving myself and caring, my, caring about myself enough that I actually am able to make those changes. So when we're managing our internal areas, the emotional, the intellectual, the spiritual, it's much easier to manage the external world. This is because if I'm not managing my internal thought world, like how I think about myself, It's going to be a lot harder to have positive external behaviors regarding how I care about myself because it's hard to care for someone and love someone and be responsible for someone that you don't like or don't care for. So it's imperative that we practice having this positive regard for ourselves, because the next intention we're going to talk about is living in love. So it has to start with you, the most loving people, the people that are the safest to be around, that really bring peace with them, have that to bring and to offer you because it's inside of them. So you have to remember, you can't produce outside of yourself what's not inside of yourself. And one of the main reasons that people end up you know, seeking out psychotherapists and and doing therapy is because as you get to know somebody more and more and live with them, you begin to really experience their internal world. Because when we first start to know people, they're presenting externally what they want us to believe. So we want to be authentic people, that I am who I am, wherever I am. So whoever I'm with, wherever I am, that's who I am. That's an authentic, truly grounded human. I mean, that's Jesus. That's totally Jesus. Everywhere he went, that's who he was. He he never conflicted with himself. He never um, transgressed himself. He did not contradict himself. And so... This is why this whole idea of managing the internal and external world is so important. So as we work on the emotional, psychological world, this has to do with how we manage our feelings. The psychological piece is the way I think. It's my thought constructs is what we call them. And so it's my belief system. The psychological world has a lot to do with my past. And what occurred in my past that either changed who I am in the future for good or for bad, whatever happened to me in my past created some identity for me. And we want to make sure that the identity is true, your true identity. Because many times we grow up in families that that don't see us for who we really are, and we end up believing false beliefs about ourselves. We believe we're stupid, we believe we're dumb, we believe we're ugly, we believe we're untalented, we believe we're difficult to be with, we're too sensitive. Whatever it is that you heard as descriptors of you, that has to do with the psychological world. So we wanna be asking God for truth to the inmost parts of our being. So that we really are able to manage what's true. Because we can't manage false. We can't manage lies. They're slippery. And the enemy loves to lie to us. Loves to condemn us. Especially in the emotional psychological realm. And he enters that through our thoughts. And he attacks our character. And he condemns us and accuses us. Taunts us. Makes fun of us reminds us of our past tells us all kinds of false things as to what people think about us or feel about us and if we're if we're willing emotionally psychologically to buy into this then we start to create our own thoughts to support those lies and this is where it gets very convoluted So we are always wanting to ask God for the truth. And always remember, the hallmark of truth is it sets you free. If you get bound up with something, that puts you in bondage, if it causes you to feel heavy, accused, condemned, it's not the truth. It's, It's not the truth. So even if I sin, and then the enemy comes in and says, look at what you did. You are not valuable. You are worthless. You are a loser. See, even though the sin is true, the lies that he's telling me about myself are not. Because God says I'm greatly loved. He says great is his faithfulness. It's new every morning. New every morning. So it's imperative that as you work with this emotional part of you how do i handle my emotions do i hate my emotions am i mad at myself for having emotions do i am i embarrassed about emotions that i have so we have we have the, the realms of feelings are sad mad glad scared that's the easiest way to th- to identify a feeling is it a sad feeling like you know tearful hurt upset? Is it a mad feeling, rage to disappointment? Is it a glad feeling, happy, elated, excited, exhilarated, inspired? Is it a scared feeling? And generally, when someone says they're confused or they don't know what they're feeling, it's because they're having multiple feelings. They're angry at something and sad at the same time. This is really important when you begin to understand yourself emotionally. And this is where parents, part of a parent's job is helping little kiddos understand their feelings and be able to manage their feelings and tolerate a feeling. And one of the the maturing processes that we go through is how well I can tolerate feelings. Even feeling too happy, sometimes it's hard to tolerate and I might like try to camp camp down on it. But I need to be able to tolerate excitement and hope and happiness as well as I need to be able to tolerate anger, disappointment, sadness, hurt, loss, mourning. That's part of being a healthy human. Is making sure that I have a strong emotional muscle so that I'm able to tolerate all the feeling realms so that psychologically I'm healthier because I'm not having to twist and turn things psychologically in order to manage a feeling. So the internal world, the world of my emotions, ideas, my intellectual world, my emotional world, my spiritual world. So I want to internally manage those. When I do that, you're going to find a much less controlling person, a less needy person, not as sensitive, not as mercurial, even though they may be dramatic and emotional, which I am that. I'm very, very dramatic, I'm sure people would describe me as that. But if I'm managing my own internal world, then it will be something that's more enjoyable for people. It won't be overwhelming. And it won't be chaotic. So this is what we're really working on. So we're going to talk about this this next one. And this is living in love. And so part of the living in love piece is managing my internal and external world. And the external world means I change the things I can and I accept the things I can't. And the things I cannot change, I learn to tolerate. And I don't mean that I tolerate it by always staying in it. So there are some relationships that if they can't change, if I've done everything I can do to change my side of the street and the relationship continues to be highly dysfunctional, abusive, harmful, then I recognize that I'm not going to tolerate bad behaviors. But I do need to tolerate negative feelings. And that's what adults do. Adults can tolerate negative feelings and are intolerant of bad behaviors. So let's talk about this idea of what do I need to do to quote unquote live in love. And so I like this verse. This is 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. And it says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Now remember, this is not an all or nothing thing. When he says, whoever does not love does not know God, he's not saying that you're not a Christian. He's saying you need to know God a little bit better. You need to press into that relationship because the more you know God, the more you will know love. Deep, deep, abiding, enduring love. And I like i like it um, in the message version of the Bible. It says, my beloved friends, Let us continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God because God is love. So you can't know him if you don't love. This is how God showed his love for us. God sent his only son into the world so we might live through him. This is the kind of love we're talking about. Not that once, we, um, once upon a time God loved, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. That's an amazing concept to recognize. The more I know God, the more I know love because God is love. You can always trust him. You can always trust him. And if you hear the enemy saying things like, God doesn't love you. God doesn't want you. God hates you. I want you to refer back to this verse. God is love. He can't not do that. That's who he is. It's like eye color. He can't change that. He is love. So remember, we're learning today how to allow for God's best, how to create an internal environment that invites God's will and his way. Creating this foundational approach is why, what we want to do for living this, out this new year. It will cause us to be better able to hear the Holy Spirit. It's going to really help us manage successes, failures, and hardships. That are coming in the new year. So we're really going to practice this. We're going to position ourselves with the intention to love deeply, deeply with forgiveness. And always remember that I can love and have limited intimacy because intimacy is earned. Love is given. Every human deserves love because God loves them. That doesn't mean every human is safe to have relationship with. And one of the wisest things that we can do as adults is be able to recognize the level of dysfunction in another has everything to do with how close I can be to them because I am a corruptible person. That's what humans are. we, we, We are not God. So we have to be careful that we don't confuse intimacy and love. We can love all humans and love God's world and not have intimacy and not have relationship. There are some people that I will not have relationship with. They're too harmful and it ends up corrupting my own soul. And it ends up harming me. And God is wanting me to watch out for me, just like I would watch out for a child. That's part of caring for me. So we are practicing living in love, which means I have, I have kind, kind regard. It means I have positive regard toward all humans. It doesn't mean I have to be best friends with them all. And we've talked before about this whole ripple effect. When you drop a rock in a pond and you see those ripples and it ripples out. And as an adult, asking the Holy Spirit for discernment helps me to know what ripple certain people can be on so that I make sure I live in love. So some people are on ripple number two. My husband is ripple number one, ripple number two, God is ripple number one. I have best friends that are ripple number two and three and four, and they're very close to me. And then I have some people that I have to put out to ripple number 20. Some people need to be on ripple 70. (laughs) And that's just, has to do with them. And I make sure if I have them on the right ripple in that pond of me, I'm able to love them, I'm able to have positive regard for them, I'm able to not take them personally, I'm able to not be easily offended. But there are some people, if I let too close, they're too harmful, then I start having hateful thoughts and feelings, I start becoming corrupted, I become discouraged. And that's really important as an adult that you choose the people that you're in relationship with and who you are committed to. So we've done the first five. So I want to kind of give you another little recap. So we're doing the position of intention is our number one. We are positioning ourselves to have our minds, have a mind of Christ. We are positioning ourselves to live in love. We are position positioning ourselves to close the year and keep it closed. It is now in the past. And we don't continue to revisit it unless we are simply learning from it. Because hindsight is learning. You know, the dangerous driver is the one that's constantly looking in the rear view mirror while he's driving forward. So we close the year, we keep it closed, and we allow for new beginnings in our life, and we ask God to help us if we're afraid of a new beginning, if we're afraid of stepping out and of doing what he has called us to do and asked us to do. We're going to work on really forgiving ourselves so that those new beginnings can, can occur. We're going to be re- willing to take risk. We're going to be willing to be open. And we're going to make sure that our past is not in our present and stealing our future. And then we're managing the internal and the external world, which means the physical realm, the social realm, the intellectual realm, the emotional and psychological realm, and the spiritual realm. All these five realms deserve Effort and commitment. So I want you to really take some time as we are going into this new year to look at these intentions and being intentional in your internal world and the external world, how it manifests externally. And I want you to even do some journaling or or talk with a friend about it. And say, you know, these are some things I think I need to work on. Can I I just keep, you know, maybe being accountable with you? Can you just ask me, you know, hey, are you taking care of yourself? You know, you said you are going to drink more water. Are you doing it? Or can you continue to ask me, hey, have you done your devotion today? Because remember, we're not doing perfectionistic types of things. We are just doing our best effort. We are not perfect. And we're going to live in love. And if we're struggling with loving humans then we're going to press into God because God is love. And the more we know God, the more we know love. So if the person that you are having the hardest time loving is you, that's something you talk to God about. And you say to God, I know this isn't right. I hate me. I can't stand me. I don't like me. And you ask God, to help you know you as he knows you as he sees you so thank you for joining me today tomorrow we are going to finish this up with don't worry that's our last positive intention is to don't worry we are really going to work on that we're going to talk a long time about worrying so i'm very glad that you joined me today make sure that you check out the website send the shows to your friends I love your emails. Check out all the social media and have a wonderful rest of your day. God bless you.
0: To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version.